We're going to need a bigger microphone this week, because this week we ask, is Jaws a good movie? Welcome back to our podcast, where every week we're on a quest to curate the best movie collection. In a time when your favorite movies are constantly fluctuating through multiple streaming services, it's important to decide which movie has earned a spot in the collection. So you join us every week as we ask a question, but is it a good movie? I'm your host, Ish, and with me is my co-host, Nick. That's me. And this week, we're ending summer pretty strongly with a, a classic that we both really love, Jaws. Yeah, and we got to watch it not in our living room, but in the big screen. Oh, uh, the silver screen. Um, and also in a format that we're not that used to. So I don't know how aware most of you are, but Jaws was re-released for the first time in 3D. And we're not talking about Jaws 3D, the bad movie. Doesn't this, even exist. It, the Jaws 3D is the third movie, Nick. Doesn't even exist. <laughs> But we're just talking about Jaws in 3D. The 1976 movie, I think? 75? 75. Oh, I was a year off. Um, so I wanted to kind of start this off, Nick, by talking about Jaws. Because, like, you like Jaws, I like Jaws, but I wanted to ask, like, how many times do you think you've roughly seen Jaws throughout your life? And, like, why do you like it so much? Like, why? what does it mean to you? I probably watched Jaws, God, like, maybe close to, like, 50 times. Okay. Which is probably a little too many. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, if you listen to our podcast where we just kind of had a general talk about movies, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about, uh, like, how we kind of got into them. And Jaws was kind of, like, the first movie I got into where I was like, oh, there's a lot to talk about with, like, more than it just being, like, a movie, you know, like what it did for, like, culture, things to come, and, like, horror movies and stuff like that. Uh, like, scenes, directing styles, and that was kind of, like, the way I got into more looking at things. So Jaws was, like, the beginner into it. Because it's a pretty easy movie to follow, and you mm-hmm. can look at a lot of, like, cool and interesting things that Steven did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why I like it so much, is that it was, like, well, it, it's an early movie, and it sets the tone for a lot of horror movies and... There's a lot of cool things that people still use today. Like, suspense Mm -hmm. is so good in this movie. And a lot of horror directors, or even suspense directors afterwards, really take a lot of inspiration from Jaws. And I think that's why I like Jaws so much. You know, I have to agree with you there. Um, I don't think there's ever been, like, a real big reason why I love Jaws so much. Other than, I like monster movies in general. And... Definitely, like, a subcategory of monster movies are shark movies, which I also really enjoy. So, Jaws has always been there in the background for me. I grew up in a beach town, so Jaws was, like, one of those movies that everyone basically loved. <laughs> if And I, I bet, like, other people who also grew up in beach towns could also relate. There's not really a lot of movies that, like, a lot of people kind of gravitate towards other than, like, Jaws, because it is such a classic. It's one of those movies that... Your teachers have seen it. Your parents have seen it. It's a staple, like, almost everywhere you go. Yeah, like, usually when you hear someone, they're like, I like Jaws. They usually just keep beating it to death, basically. And it's still fun to talk about, Mm -hmm. but it's at the point where it's like, if everyone has seen it, there's less 
ability to talk about it so when you get these mm-hmm. re-releases in theaters you know like for us it's the first time we ever got to go see it at the movie theater yeah that's cool um we took our friend ian to go mm-hmm. see it and he's never seen jaw somehow he made it through 26 years on this earth in america and not seen jaws that's insane actually it is insane not even he told me he didn't even see most of the scenes like he said he's seen like some stuff mm-hmm. but he told me like we'll get to like more scenes later but he said he didn't even see like one of like the big deaths in the movie oh really and i was like wow that's nuts because that is such an iconic moment mm-hmm. like like you know he knew like the quote like you know oh we're gonna need a bigger boat you know yeah. like, everyone knows that fucking you know the quote <laughs> yeah but um yeah so that was pretty fun to talk about um, just because it was like, oh my god, someone who's never seen it, and it's they're not a child. <laughs> that, that is weird that he's never seen it. I never knew that about Ian. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like, Jaws, we briefly kind of mentioned it. So this is a Steven Spielberg movie. This, I believe, is his second theatrical movie. So he started this when he was 26, fresh off his first theatrical movie. And what, what a second, like a deep, like a second movie to go into, man. This is basically the first summer blockbuster. Yeah, it is. That's what started it all. Yeah, like, like the actual term summer blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Um, my, my dad's brother went to go see this when it first came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was like maybe 12, 13 and he told me, he's just like, People were scared yeah. that this movie was going to ruin, like, summer. Really? Because people were now like, I'm not going to the beach. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like. I remember my uncle like was like, yeah, uh, we didn't go to the beach that year. <laughs> I'm like, no way. Like, actually, like, I guess back in 75, like, the shark does look quite real yeah it still kind of holds up in some parts yes i was gonna say this movie does hold up pretty well um yeah i would say mainly because of jaws is one of the bigger reasons why i didn't go in the water as much as a kid because of just sharks in general mine was piranha piranha piranhas did freak me out see a piranha would freak me out more but i've never seen a real piranha but i have seen real sharks i've only ever <laughs> seen a baby shark really i was on vacation and uh, we were all on the beach and in the water, and this guy fishes up a baby shark. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, whoa, that's so cool. No. And everyone leaves the water. I've seen tiger sharks uh, pretty up close. Like, someone fished one up one time on the pier. Uh, but where I used to live, we would get little notifications saying, there's a great white in the area. Oh, shit. So, like, stay out of the water during this time. Because, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, like, a lot of sharks, they track. Like, they, like, chip them. So oh, like really? So, you can see, like, their swim patterns and stuff. Oh, that's actually super interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's how, like, we were able to know if there's, like, some kind of shark that we should look out for. Because there's always sharks in the area. But in specific cases, like, I don't think the certain part of California that I'm from is known for having great whites. So, it was kind of, like, out of the ordinary that there was one even remotely near us. Okay. I know it's like a lot of like nurse sharks and tiger sharks and stuff like that. A tiger shark? Oh, what? <laughs> um, so, so speaking of Steven Spielberg, would you say that this is your favorite Steven Spielberg movie, or like do you have another one that you like more than Jaws? E.T. E.T. Really? I like E.T. more. 
I think E.T. is, that is, well, E.T.'s like, E.T. did what Jaws did for a lot of movies also. Mm. Because E.T. is like the reason why we get so many fucking movies with kids on bikes. Yeah. And like these like alien movies that feel like hometown grown and stuff like that. Okay. And I think E.T. is really, because I love Stranger Things and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And uh, E.T.'s is really good for that reason. I think E.T. has done more for movies I like. Mm -hmm. Because I like horror movies a lot. But not too many movies, I would say, capture what Jaws did for me. But but a lot of movies, like, I don't know. Not like rip off E.T., but I feel like E.T. had like a better presence in, I guess, my life and what I've seen. That's so interesting. If that makes sense. No, that makes sense. You know, earlier today, I was thinking about Spielberg and the kind of movies that he does. And I was imagining Spielberg as, like, this guy who makes, like, family classics. Like, movies that the whole family can enjoy. But then I was going through his, like, movies that he's made. And I feel like the ones that strike out to me the most aren't considered to be very family-oriented. Like Jaws or Saving Private Ryan or Jurassic Park, even. Because those are all, like... I would argue Jurassic Park, when it came out, was not as family-focused. Mm-hmm. But now, as times have changed a bit, that is an easier watch for people. Yeah. I do have to say, it is more terrifying yeah. than um, E.T. or even Jaws, really, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Or, like, Schindler's List, as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's Steven Spielberg is, like... Speaking of monster movies. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a interesting guy, because... I don't know, when you hear his name, like... Do you think, like, kid movies or, like, you know how some people say, oh, this movie feels very Spielberg-y? Like, the certain shots and, like, the like the whimsy and, like, the magical essence that, like, his movies kind of make you think of. Like, uh, this is, like, actual movie magic happening in front of us. Every time I hear his name, I'm just more like, okay, like, what is this person? Like, which movie are they going to talk about, really? Yeah. Because, like, I don't think of just, like, one kind of like style or anything like that mm. he's he definitely he, i just think of him as like pioneer that's yeah. basically it you know he paved the way for so many interesting things and for directors and writers to do so many cool things so like that's what i more think about mm-hmm. and i kind of like that when someone says oh that's very like spielberg like it's like shut up <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean in that yeah. way you know I, I i know some things about spielberg is like that i know people like to talk about is like, that magic moments that he likes to have. Like, an E.T. when everyone's, like, looking at the spaceship and it feels very magical. Or, uh, I know he works very well with kids. Like, he's able to get, like, really good performances out of kids. Because he just knows how to talk to them. Yeah, he's he doesn't seem... I, I saw, like, what was it? It was, like, a documentary about, like, all his movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or a couple of them. And he doesn't seem like a weirdo. Like, he seems very yeah. just, like, cool. Like, chill. Like, he's yeah. like, hey, we're making movies, man. You know, like... Because, like, you hear a lot of, like, directors, you know, like, kind of assholes or, yeah. like, pretentious or they're just weird. Yeah, I think he just likes making movies. Uh, and he hasn't really been into, like, too many scandals that I can think of. He's just, like, a guy who loves to make movies and that's all he, like, does, right? Uh, but as far as, like, Spielberg, I, I don't, I can't think of many movies that... I actively dislike. I think most of his movies are like, they hit pretty hard. Yeah. 
uh, two off the bat that I can think of that I don't really like is Hook. I hate Hook. And Ready Player One as of recently. I didn't like that one. I've never seen Hook. Mm-hmm. And Ready Player One was just like one of those like, okay, so how many people can we put yeah. in one scene? Like <laughs> like that, it's very like cool for mm-hmm. like the time. Have you ever read Ready Player One? I read like 10 pages of it. Okay, so like, it's not, it's like two different things. Yeah. And I know you get that a lot with books and movies mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but it just kind of felt like uh, CGI throw up. Mm. Or yeah. like, or someone like shook Netflix and Hulu on screen and everything, all the properties fell out. It just felt very disconnected. Like, it felt like a boomer trying to relate to like Gen Zers or like millennials. Yeah, no, I think it was that point of which we hit that peak of nostalgia mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, there is a point when there's too much, yeah. like, references on screen, you know? It's cool, like, when they do it fun, like mm-hmm. uh, Chip and Dale, the new one. Like, that yeah. was fun, because they weren't like, bam, 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 you know? Like, you were able to kind of, like, enjoy the little things. There mm-hmm. were some ones that kind of were, like, you know, boom, right at forefront, mm-hmm. but... No, I agree with that. So if, we were, if we're talking about Jaws, to be more specific, Jaws is considered to be one of, like, the scariest movies. Uh, maybe not today. Like, if someone younger watches not, this for the first time, they might not think it's too scary. Not traditional horror no. that we come to know. Like, when you think horror, like, you think, like, slashers. Yeah. Uh, horror, like, uh, I about to say horror movies. <laughs> uh, but, like, ghosts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, like, the point is to make you jump. Yeah, where this one's more just keep you tense. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's not super based off of, like, like reality, but it is there in some essence. Like, this could happen. Yeah, this is a very, like, realistic idea that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like we have, like, what is that one, like, Shallows, where the yeah. girl's stuck on the rock or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, that is like a one in a million chance of that probably happening. No, this one's just like... But a shark attacking beachgoers, that's like actually a common occurrence. Yeah, it is. Um, Why do you think Jaws is still considered to be pretty scary? I think it's because of the actual fear of the ocean Mm -hmm. and fear of sharks. Fear of sharks. Two super common things. At least I know a lot of people in my friend group and family that are scared of both those things. Okay. A lot of coworkers told me that like, I, w- I don't even go past my ankles because mm-hmm. of Jaws. I was like, shit. Yeah, and you know what? This So Jaws is like the shark. But what I think this movie does very effective is it doesn't show us too much of the shark. Like, I don't think he even makes an appearance until an hour, two minutes in, an hour, ten minutes in. Yeah, we see like Finn and like shadows and stuff. Yeah. But you don't actually get a glimpse, like, glimpse of the shark until halfway through the movie. And because of that, it makes you imagine what the shark could be. And, like, like it, it leaves it up to your imagination of, like, how scary this thing actually is. So you, in your head, you hype it up more and more. Yeah, like, like how big is this shark actually? Versus, yeah. like, maybe, like, how big in reality it might be. Exactly. And that all has to do with... <laughs> the problems that came about with making Jaws. Probably one of my reasons why I love talking about Jaws with people mm-hmm. is, like, people who have just seen it, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, you know nothing about behind the scenes. 
Oh, have you ever, like, worked somewhere and nothing has gone right? <laughs> like, that's basically the story yeah. of Jaws. J- Jaws, there was, like, there were three sharks that they, like, basically made for this movie. And throughout the movie, it just became a shit show to the point where, some, like, the cast nicknamed the sharks the Great White Shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, it, it just sounded like a nightmare. Like, one of the sharks they put into the bay or the ocean it immediately sunk to the bottom and they had like get divers in to like scoop it back up <laughs> yeah or like um i know there's like footage of one where like it's supposed to start moving and mm-hmm. you hear like a loud bang yeah and everyone's like fuck yeah and because of that because of how limited the shark actually was it that's the reason why we don't see it that often in the movie it's like you have to like really like you only get the good shots when it's absolutely necessary. Like, keep them out of the water. Almost like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Like, once that thing got wet because of all the rain, it was over. <laughs> you had to, like, stop production, dry that bitch off. Yeah, and that's the best scene in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. Is yeah. When, is when you get that T-Rex in the rain. Yeah, it, it's insane what they had to go through just to, like, make this movie happen. Yeah. I like, um, like, when they use, like, real props and, like, animatronics mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the best way to do it is because, like, when you see the shark, you know it's fake nowadays. Yeah. Um, but, like, only seeing part of it or, mm-hmm. like, being it concealed by water or mm-hmm. weather in the case of, like, Jurassic Park really helps it not look bad. Yeah. Like, if you couldn't make it look super realistic all the way front to back, at least you could really put a lot of effort in just the head. <laughs> yeah. The one part that I can think of in the movie is it's when the the shark eats that one guy that's talking to the kids when they're in, like, that little bay area. Yeah. And you see the shark underwater. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, it looks kind of real. Yeah. Because it's not, like, it's not out in the air. It's, like, still underwater. The water is, like refracting a little bit so you can't really see what's going on but then when he grabs the guy down and like the guy's thrashing around it's like that looked pretty good <laughs> yeah because um before that we get three kills before that so we get we get christy in the beginning christy in the beginning we get the little boy mm-hmm. and then um they find the the one boat that has the dude yeah. dead in it and then the dog i guess the dog's killed off screen oh yeah i guess that is kill off screen and you know, I never thought about the dog. I until had, watching it this time, and then I just forgot about it until you brought it up again. I had this memory of when everyone's running back to the beach that we see the dog also running, and like, oh, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. They saved a dog, but that doesn't happen. And um, I feel like my brain kind of just like made this situation up, so it's like I want to get traumatized by the fact that the shark ate the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Because what movie is... There's another... I believe it's like a shark movie or something. Or something similar happens. There's a dog in the ocean and then they see it. And then like the dog turns around and starts paddling back to the beach. You know what I'm talking about? I, that sounds so familiar. I can't think... Of, I, I don't know if it's The Meg or Maybe. if it's another movie. Oh. But I don't know. Dogs are one of those things where it's like... Once they die in movies, it really like bums me out. <laughs> yeah. So talk about like the, like the kills in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um... One of the things that I, I talked about with one of, like, the only f- person I knew that went to film school mm-hmm. talked about how they're like, yeah, you can't kill kids on screen. I was like, mm-hmm. Jaws did it. They did do it. And it wasn't, like, off screen. That was, like, 
a kind of drawn out scene for at least like 45 seconds yeah because you see him thrashing around and then like you see the shark also like thrashing in the waters and then like <laughs> all the kids nearby are now in his jimmy's blood yeah it's insane what spielberg got away with uh i heard there was like there's just this rumor that people are shocked that this movie did not get a rated r it's rated pg and that's because as story goes, Spielberg had a lot of influence when he was, like, making this movie, and he was, like, talking it up, and he was saying, I guess at the time, the reason most movies were rated R is because people were afraid that kids would imitate what they see, and he argued that you can't really, kids can't imitate this because it's a shark, and it's natural. Yeah. So that's how he, like, argued his way into not an R rating. Yeah, like, I know, like, most, like, nature documentaries are mm-hmm. things that use, like, clips of, like, real, like, animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. No matter how gruesome it could be, yeah, it's considered, uh, like, educational, so it, like, gets lowered on a rating scale. Yeah. I remember being in school and being shown, like, so many, like, I would almost say graphic animal encounters, but they were like, no, it's just, you know, nature. nature. And you're like, bro. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's just weird what people were able to get away with. And I think Steven Spielberg did that a lot. Because a lot of his movies, I'm like, how is that not rated R? I know. I'm <laughs> still blown away that like they never, like... Because the re-release, they would change the rating. No, they never did. It's still... Yeah, when I bought our tickets for it in the movie theater, mm-hmm. they were still... It still said PG. It had an asterisk next to it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, and when I hit it, it just said, Be aware, this movie is in 3D. And uh, I didn't find out until we pulled into the parking lot. Yeah. Day of the movie. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I thought it was going to be pretty bad. Yeah. It was so dark. They made it darker because of the 3D. Yeah. Like, um, when you get, like, uh, in the beginning, so dark. Mm-hmm. So dark. Yeah, you couldn't even see Christy's face at all. No, when she was in the water, mm-hmm. it was like, okay, good thing I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was like, isn't there a boob shot here? I can't see anything right now. I know, God. <laughs> fucking copping me out of that titty shot. <laughs> and, like, isn't, like, Spielberg's also the reason that we got a PG-13 rating, I think, because of um, Gremlins and Temple of Doom, because those were going to be rated R. And he argued, what if we had a rating in between PG and rated R? So then after the... Because those movies got PG ratings. So then after that, it was like PG-13 was introduced as like a cop-out. Dang. Imagine <laughs> imagine making movies like just so like in between like mm-hmm. the standard that you're like, I'm making a new standard. Yeah. <laughs> and like because of him, that's why we got a lot of PG-13 movies, which nowadays it's so weird to see a movie that is rated PG because most of the time it's just PG-13. Like that's it. Like, I can't think of the last movie I saw in theaters that was PG, and that's it. Yeah, damn. Yeah, PG-13 is such a common. Mm-hmm. Because if you have any, like, kind of, like, drug use and stuff like that... Yeah. That's not, like, heavy, you could just get PG-13. Yeah, because you can show a lot of violence in PG-13. You get and your I one F-bomb. Some nudity. All of um Fast and Furious is PG-13, right? Or at least most of it is? I think one of them is rated R. Oh, shit. I don't know which one it was. Hey, they kill a lot of people, or implied murder, mm-hmm. and a lot of wreckage, and, like, PG-13. It's just, you know, fantasy. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, it's also just, like, a different time for Jaws, because so that was in the 70s. 
So, I don't know. I've, maybe people were also just used to more violence back then. Yeah. So, I think I, I I always call back our episode of Crawl. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kyla, this like that episode a lot. But um, I was surprised that was PG-13. Yeah. Because I thought that was rated R. But then I think about it, I'm like, it wasn't too gruesome, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I guess it's just like things in like 10 years from now are probably going to be like we're going to look at them and be like how is that not rated R yeah or how is that PG-13 we might even get a new rating yeah definitely because isn't like in like Europe and stuff like that they do NC and then it's like the ages I I think they do something differently because I know here we have NC-17 yeah which is basically no movies make a chance in NC-17 because it's like considered uh like a failure off the bat because no one's gonna go see it. Mm-hmm. And then we have also like rated X, I believe. Yeah, which is like basically like porno. Yeah, porn. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like. Uh, I know there's more ratings that we just never get to see because people, when they make movies, they almost refuse to deal with that. Like they they'll try as hard as they can to like bring it back to rated R, but even some people are like rated R they don't want to do because they won't get as wide distribution as other movies do. Okay. Yeah, the rating system is like it's just so flawed, and like rating systems are just like people's opinions. It's not like an actual like thing that people do. It's just like, what do you think it should be? Like this person in this community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like it, and it's also like I feel like just like Golden Globes and other award shows that the people who are like watching the movie beforehand mm-hmm. and giving their opinion, I feel like it's not a very like wide. Yeah. demographic and it would be hard to kind of like have like one of each type of person review mm-hmm. this movie and then be like okay so what rating would you give it and you get a bunch of all over the place yeah and then it's like what you take the average yeah it's it's weird you know, you know what i miss i miss movies that wouldn't they were unrated yeah when they came on dvd get the yeah. unrated cut i feel like that doesn't happen anymore and i'm like i just want to see the unrated cut like give me like the things you actually wanted to show me yeah i think nowadays you get a lot of just like uh there's like deleted scenes yeah and also like give i you're the only person i know that still buys dvds and blu-rays mm-hmm. so like i've been out of that game for a long time of like buying things with discs <laughs> So, I want to ask, Nick, um, are you a fan of other, like, shark movies as well? Or is Jaws, would you say, is, like, an exception? Jaws is mostly the exception. Okay. Um, we used to, my friend group back in the day, mm-hmm. like, talking like, early high school, used to watch B-movies. Okay. On, like, Fridays. And that was when Sharknado was coming out. Yeah. So, that was, like... Like, that was, like, fun, you Mm -hmm. know? But I wouldn't really count those as, like, shark movies. They're more just, like, parody movies. Yeah. Um, I did recently enjoy 47 Meters Down. Is that a remake? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm now caught off guard. Um, (laughs) That's right. But the girl goes in the cage and stuff like that. Yeah, I I remember that one. Um, that was good. I like that one. Um, but, like, the Meg... Mm-hmm. And like the giant shark movies, yeah. I hate it. You don't like the Meg? No. Oh, I love the Meg. I love stupid shit like that. <laughs> oh, dude, no, I can't do it anymore. No. No, like, see, like monster movies are fine, like Godzilla, King mm-hmm. Kong, and stuff. 
but the giant shark. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just like, in my mind, it's like, you can't beat that. You cannot kill that. You know, I don't even remember how they beat the Meg in that movie. Um, I believe it's one of those giant shark movies. I remember it was a ridiculous thing they did. They forced it to go to Antarctica and it froze. I don't think that was the Meg. Okay, okay, that wasn't the Meg. But I do remember one of the big shark movies. That's okay. what they did. And huh. I was like, oh, so this is just a Band-Aid. Yeah. Well, it's weird because it's like, there is such a cult following with people on shark movies specifically. Yeah. Like, people go out of the way to collect shark movies and collect shark movie memorabilia. Like, I think Walmart is the biggest culprit of releasing a shark movie, like, every single week. <laughs> Like, every time I go into Walmart, they have a new shark movie on DVD that I've never heard of. Yeah, they have it in a little aquarium tank with a <laughs> lid on it. They're like, this week's shark movie. Yeah, it's like, it's who buys that? And I was watching, uh, like, a YouTuber, and they're the ones that buy it. They go, like, every week to buy a new shark movie because they fucking love shark movies. It's such a niche topic. Yo, man, if that's your, if that's your stick, man, do it up. Yeah. Fucking love it. But, like... I, for me personally, other than like the Megan Sharknado, Jaws is like the only other one that I really enjoy. I haven't even seen any of the other Jaws sequels. I did hear one of them was okay. And I can't remember if that's Jaws 2 or the fourth one, if there is a fourth one. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen Jaws 4, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jaws 2 had an interesting idea but it's just the same thing again is, is Jaws 2 the revenge or is that Jaws 4 I don't know if it's I don't know if 2 has the like subtitle of revenge but I know it still takes place at Amity and I think it still takes place with the um with the sheriff's family okay like, so Jaws the revenge is the fourth one okay wait wait is that the one with uh, the sun grows up. Yeah, that's okay, the fourth one. Okay, I have seen that one then. Yeah, because I, I know the fourth one is so bad it's good because that one deals with it, it is the sun that grew up, but then there's like a shark that's seeking revenge for like the original shark. And it's like this whole thing where it's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Okay, I have <laughs> seen that one then. Yeah, I haven't seen that and I want to watch them. <laughs> Damn. Well, you know, maybe next summer. Maybe next summer. Um, let's let's talk about the actual movie for a little bit. Uh, so one of the things that I found out while doing some research on Jaws, it's other than the animatronics, they did use like live footage of sharks. Like you've probably noticed that at some points where it's like that's a real shark. Yeah, where you get like the kind of like the like the cameras panned off and mm-hmm. the shark is like swimming around mm-hmm. it's like no way you did that yeah and one of the instances for that was the scene where Hooper is going into the cage in the water so it was a couple of people went to South Australia I believe and they got a smaller cage with like a small diver so it could make the sharks look bigger <laughs> And while they were doing that, an actual shark attacked the cage. And that's what we see in the movie, is, like, the shark attacking the cage. No way. Uh-huh. And you know how in the movie there's the shark's attacking the cage, but Hooper's not in the cage anymore? It's because when they were getting uh, footage of live sharks, 
there was no one in the cage because they didn't want to risk the actor's like well-being. So originally Hooper was supposed to die in the movie, but because they had such a good shot and Hooper's not in the cage, obviously, and it's like before really CGI was like a big thing, they decided to rewrite it so Hooper lives and he like escapes the cage and that's why he's like hiding under the rocks while the shark's destroying that cage. Yeah, I <laughs> I did know about the that the 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 original intent was he was gonna die. There was only gonna be one survivor. Mm-hmm. But I remember I watched the movie one like the first time I ever watched it to the second time I was like, this must be the like the unrated version, because I was like, no, he dies. Like in my mind, I was like, oh okay, no, he's dead. Yeah. And almost every time I watch the movie, I'm like, I forget that like, he Hooper's, lives. Yeah, because he was supposed to die, and it makes sense that he was gonna die there. Yeah. But. No. It's just awesome how it's like they just got like this really sick footage, but they were like, nah, like we have to rewrite it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, his character's cool, so I'm okay with it. Hooper's one of those characters that it's it's hard for me to tell if I like him or if I don't like him. Because he comes off as like, like what are they called? Like a yuppie? Or like a hipster kind of dude? Kind of like a Yankee. <laughs> yeah, like, he's going to Amity, and I don't want to say, like, Amity Island is, like, rednecks and stuff, but they're definitely, like, old-fashioned. But also, they're very, um, I don't know if it's, the term is elitist, or just, like, uh, they're, like, but they're preserving the idea of, no, no, if you're from the island, you're an islander. Yeah. You will never be an islander unless you were born here. Yeah. And that's a big thing in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. Especially, I, especially south. So I get the idea where you're mm-hmm. like, ooh, kind of like rednecky, kind of mm-hmm. like southern uh, traits. Yeah. Cause, because when Hooper shows up, he's he comes off as like he's smarter and maybe more pretentious than everyone else. And I don't know if that was, like, the original intent of it, but that's just how it came off to me. Especially uh, that scene where he goes up to the fishermen and they're like, oh, that's not the shark that we're looking for. It's like, that's probably, like, a tiger shark. And, like, I like, oh, what? <laughs> Ooh, what? Which is one of the best quotes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, it's showing how, like, stupid the people of Amity Island actually are. And I don't know. It's, it's weird that that's, that's what I came out with. Especially, like, everyone everyone at Amity relies on tourists, right? And that's, like, the whole goal in the beginning of the movie. They don't want to shut down the beaches, even though there's a shark attack. Even to the point where the local government convinces the guy in, like, doing the autopsy to lie and say that it was a boat attack or, like, a boat accident versus a shark attack. Yeah. Which is insane, and when he gets called out for that later on in the movie, he knows, like, what he did was wrong, because he's, like, looking at the ground, and he's like, oh, shucks, he got me. Yeah, he's, like, kicking the rocks. Yeah. So, it's crazy how, like, everyone's like, no, fuck it, like, keep the beaches open, but also, how dare you not close the beach? Because there's, you willingly knew that there was a shark in the water, which is one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the movie is when the the mom of the kid that dies finds out that uh, Sheriff Brody knew the whole time that there was a shark in the water. And he's like, and you let us go in the water? And it's like, but it's not his fault. Yeah, he tried to shut the beach down. Mm-hmm. But that's like a very interesting thing. 
like I've heard a lot of people say like oh why didn't he stand up for himself yeah in that moment you can't yeah you are law enforcement in this town you're the head of the law enforcement yeah it's only two people <laughs> yeah but um you know like your decision matters granted you were told no you know he actually could not go mm-hmm. the mayor said no and so what was he gonna do be like no you have to blame him you know yeah well it's you like know? even during the town hall meeting he's like I never agree to 24 hours and the mayor's like 24 hours yeah so it it makes and me I like feel like the mayor only like did that because everyone started getting like out there yeah like, no. riled up. yeah so like he was like oh no it's only for 24 hours mm-hmm. you know i feel like no one even thought of that until that exact moment he's like how can i make this look good for me yeah which makes me wonder who does have the last call there is it the mayor or is it the sheriff because like the mayor puts the sheriff in charge I but feel it, like, it seems like the sheriff should have more power than that. Yeah, maybe because um, it's small, like Amity is considered to be smaller than Long mm-hmm. Island, then maybe the mayor would have more power technically. Okay. But I'm not sure how it works. I do know that like in normal situations, government officials are not above the law. Yeah. So the law would take precedent over them, so the cops could arrest them, obviously. Yeah, it, I almost wish that there was a scene where Brody <clears throat> arrests the mayor for, like, knowingly endangering, like, the citizens of Amity. Yeah, and the fact that the mayor is still the same mayor in the next movie, I was like, wow, you got reelected somehow. Yeah, well, when the hospital, he's, like, already thinking of ways to, like, twist this and be like, oh... I was blindsided by, like, the media. And it's like, <laughs> I was, like, forced to, like, go along with everything he was saying. It's like, this guy is a fucking scumbag. Yeah. I do like the one thing he says when he's, like, shaking, putting the cigarette in his mouth. Uh-huh. He's like, my kids run that beach, too. Yeah. That's the moment where I'm like, wait a minute. You could take that two ways. You could be like, he's in shock because he almost lost his family. Yeah. Or it's, that's the spin he's going to put. It'd be like... Hey, if I knew about it, I wouldn't have put my kids there. Yeah. But now that he could say that, it's like, oh, maybe he didn't know. So, what do you think about the mayor? So, like, obviously he is considered to be, like, the bad guy. That's, like, the trope that everyone, when they talk about Jaws, they're like, oh, yeah, fuck the mayor. The mayor's, like, the real villain. But, as you see it, what the mayor does, he does it for the people of Amity. Because he knows that they rely on tourists. So, do you, are you 100% gung-ho, it's like, fuck that guy, like, everything he did was wrong, or is there some redeeming factor in your eyes that's like, maybe, like, I see where the mayor was coming from? I see where he was coming from. Uh-huh. But, ultimately, you gotta put the safety above all else. Yeah. You know, um, like... The jobs I've had and stuff like that, even the one I have now, you know, like, it's always safety above everything else. Yeah. You know, like, obviously you want to do the job, or in this case, you want to make sure people have livelihood, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like he could have just hired Quint earlier. Yeah. And closed the beach for 24 hours and try to figure things out you know it was definitely like a money thing mm-hmm. obviously but at the same time like yeah he's a fucking idiot see like Quint, but Quinn also comes off as kind of like 
a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's basically, like, talking shit about everyone. And he's just, like... I don't, he comes off as, like, someone's, like, get this weirdo out of here. Like, I yeah. don't know. I, I, I agree with most of what you say. Um, the mayor... I, it's, it's, I was watching this video where they were talking about how I think the population of Amity Island is like a thousand, maybe like a thousand five hundred people. But when tourists come in, it goes all the way to like ten thousand people on the island. Yeah. So it's like, I could see why they're, they need tourists to survive through winter. Because it's all like restaurants and hotels and stuff like that. And like gift shops. And gift shops. And l- living in a beach town, like my beach town wasn't as small as Amity Island is. It's, I want to say it's like more of a moderate size. But a lot of businesses do rely on tourists. Because that's like when it's during winter and I'll be walking around downtown. I'm like, I'm surprised that these stores are open right now. It's like they must have gotten a lot of money during summer in order to stay open until like spring or summer again when people travel. Yeah, like... um I heard stories about, like, people who own shops on boardwalks, especially, like, Atlantic City and stuff like that. Yeah. Wildwood. That when COVID hit, they were like, I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is an entire summer where I need to feed myself for a year. Yeah. And to have that job or anything like that, that just sounds so stressful to it think is. about. Mm-hmm. If it's a bad summer, like, we get a lot of rain, it's cold mm-hmm. or whatever then you're not going to get as much money and then you're going to be like fending for yourself when winter comes. Yeah. No, it's it sucks. Um like I worked at a coffee shop pretty close to the beach and tips during like non-summer months pretty shit. <laughs> like when it was wor- when it was during the summer, I could work only 3 days and make as much money as I did, as I would if I worked like a full 7 days. Damn. Yeah. Just on 3 days and plus tips. Yeah, I know. Uh, I guess like being a city guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's it, it is interesting because like, yeah, when because like we have like the Italian festival and that's like really mm-hmm. big because like towns around us people come in. Yeah. And I know uh, someone who worked at a coffee shop downtown, and they're like, I love when the Italian festival comes in because like before the uh, the festival starts. They get boom, a ton mm-hmm. of people come in, and they're from all over. You see so many New York plates and yeah. Maryland plates, so like I I do get that on like a different, I guess like scale, I guess because yeah. it's not beach, but it, it it is just interesting like how much impact tourists really have to like these communities. Yeah, which is where it's like the mayor is a very realistic villain. I know we mm-hmm. talked about like how we felt about, like, all, like, the Fast and Furious villains. I'm like, the mayor's such a realistic one. Oh, yeah. I could see some, like, a movie now with the same character. Oh, God, yeah. Or it's, like, that's just how politicians are. It's, like, they are mostly caring about themselves, but they use the, like, sake of the community around them to, like, back up their claims and stuff. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. Uh, Politicians are all backed by people. Yeah. So you need those people to stay in your uh, corner. Mm-hmm. So other than the mayor, uh, let's talk about our three main characters, which is Hooper, Quince, and Brody, right? Brody is not from the island. No. I, do they say where he's from originally? Uh, n- oh, my God. 
I don't think he's from New York, right? Be- I know there's a scene in the um, hospital where they say it, where mm. he hands off their youngest to the wife, and he goes, uh, take him back home. And she's like, home in, I want to say New York, but... Connecticut, maybe? Maybe. But, like, I know they say it right there. Because um, they do make fun of the New York accent in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which so. is almost like a Boston accent, too. Yeah. The car. The car is by the house. Yeah. yeah. It is a weird accent. I've never heard someone make fun of New Yorkers with that specific accent. I always think of like, hey, I'm walking here. Yeah. Which I guess if you do that same tone with car. Mm-hmm. Like, get out my way, car. I'm walking here. I guess I could kind of hear it. I don't know, like, the, the thing I always hear is it's less of an accent with New York and more about the words they use. Gotcha. Because, like, when, like, uh, I had an influx of, like, uh, people from New York at my job, uh, like, they would use, like, terms and slang and, like, different ways to describe stuff. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, that's how we just talk in New York. And I'm like, oh, okay. But according to, like, the Wikipedia, I guess he is from New York. Like, okay. lower New York. So maybe he's just making fun of, like, upper New York? Upstate? Upstate. What I, I know a lot of, like, New Yorkers also make fun of upper New York. Like, New York is one of those states that has someone from the West Coast. I didn't realize how big New York actually was. Like, growing up, I always thought New York was that little sliver. Yeah. And it wasn't until we looked at a map because we had to drive somewhere. And I was like, oh, shit, New York's fucking huge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, most people who uh, come here to uh, PA, mm-hmm. they're always like, didn't know how big PA was. I was like, yeah, like vertically, it's not that, but mm-hmm. horizontally, it's it is wide. a long drive. It's like over 12 hours to drive across all yeah. of Pennsylvania if you don't take any, like, Detours. That's why so many people dip into New Jersey to cut around it. Yeah, I can see that completely. Uh, but Chief Brody is... Uh, we we learned a little bit of his backstory. Apparently he has a fear of water. Uh, or like on boats and stuff like and that. And boats, right? Because of drowning. Yeah, and I don't know if that's like like the actual reason why it is, or if that's just like a joke reason that he says. Like, uh, drowning. Like, I won't drown if I'm not in water, you know? But I, I do like his character because he comes off as, like, almost, like, an overprotective dad in some aspects because he is there instantly, like, he, he knows what to do, right? He's like, shut down the beach. Like, he goes to this hardware store, picks up signs and paint, and he, like, tells his um, deputy, let's make these signs and, like, shut it down before he even gets permission from the mayor. Yeah. And um, I like... His introduction into the town, mm-hmm. you you get the sense of how small it is. Yeah, he's walking everywhere. That's like one mm-hmm. thing. Also, when he's back at uh, I guess the office, mm-hmm. police station, um, and his secretary is talking to him about what the crimes that mm-hmm. are currently going on <laughs> and how minimal and like not like serious they are. Yeah, like there's kids at the karate studio hacking fences yeah. with their hands 
and and you walk by the fence with him. With the broken <laughs> post? Yeah, and they're all broken and stuff like that. And it, it's like, yeah, it's obviously, like, bad, but, like, here he's dealing with an actual thing, and no one else is, like, looking at the sheriff, like, walking mm. through going, why are you, you look panicked. Yeah. You know, like, I've seen, you know, like higher up on like police just out and about and mm-hmm. you can tell when they're looking for something or yeah. looking for someone like are they're on a mission and he was on a mission and no everyone was blind to that like, yeah why why are you walking you know like so fast yeah like, it's like hey you need to come and like fix this thing for me it's like everyone's just relying on him for everything yeah Which and I, I can see just being very annoying and then they turn on him kind of yeah because they hear he's gonna do his job well, it's like, he's like a scapegoat at some points in the movie. Yeah, they really do blame him for the stuff, like, mm-hmm. letting it go. It's like, well, it's because he's the chief, right? Like, he has, he has, like, all the responsibility. And, like, the sense of relief he feels when he thinks that the shark is actually caught is, like, it, it shows you how much stress is put onto him. Oh, my God, I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the other character I really want to talk about is Quint. Oh, yeah, the... The salty sea captain. <laughs> yeah. Which, I love him so much. Yeah. Love Quint. Um, his introduction is classic, and there's so many references to it mm-hmm. that, like, some people don't even know. Oh, yeah. You know, he takes his nails and he digs on the chalkboard mm-hmm. and everyone, just to get everyone's attention. And uh, I remember, uh, I think it was my mom or my cousin was like, Oh my god, that's where that's from. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's that scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, the one thing I was thinking about is, do you remember the episode of Jimmy Neutron? Yes. Where they referenced Jaws for like an entire episode. And the guy is like, 100 monkeys fell into the ocean. <laughs> and it's like, I can still hear him screaming. And whenever I see Quinn's speech, I always think of Jimmy Neutron. That's so funny. Yeah, because I definitely saw that episode of Jimmy Neutron before I ever saw Jaws. That's awesome. <laughs> Um, Quint's speech on the boat about why he hates sharks, sharks essentially, mm-hmm. is such a traumatizing story. Oh yeah. When you hear it, I I don't know if you know anyone who's had like PTSD, mm-hmm. or like they tell stories and stuff. But I took a history class in college, and the guy was able to get someone from I forget what war they fought in, but they came in. They talked about like stories for like Mm. 45 minutes straight and it was so like hearing this guy say i my friends we yeah you're like oh my god like it's not just like a character this guy's in front of me with one arm telling me his war stories and so so like now being older having that quince monologue is heightened it's so Mm -hmm. good in my opinion yeah you know uh so that speech that he does about the uh, USS Indianapolis. Yep. That, I, I think he, the actor, wrote that script basically himself. But, like, did you know that the US Indianapolis was, like, an actual thing? Yeah. yeah I listened to a podcast about that um, a couple months ago. I didn't realize how fucking terrible it actually was. Yep. Like, uh, in, when the podcast were talking about how other people were in uh, the salt waters for so long, and, like, their skin started to peel off because of all the salt, and, like, they got blinded because of the sun, and yeah. it was just, like, the sharks were eating everyone. It was like, oh, my God, that's insane. And the fact that, like, Steven Spielberg took that real-life event 
for the backstory on this one character. It's like, th- that's insane. I would have never thought to, like, use an event like that for someone's backstory. Yeah, there were there were talks that they were going to make that a movie. Quint? Oh, really? Or, like, not maybe Quint, but, like, that story. Mm. It, it might be out there that, that that is actually a movie. But um, I just feel like that is such, like, a hard thing to do. That yeah. is such a traumatizing thing. But actually, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie or heard of it. It's about a bunch of people jump off a boat, like a yacht, mm-hmm. and they forget to put the ladder down. Oh, shit. So they're stuck in the water, uh-huh. and the boat's so tall, and they can't climb up it. I have not seen this movie. And uh, the whole premise of that is, like, kind of what happens with, like, that, because, like, everyone's in the water, you know? Like, yeah. Like, I think in the, the real story, the... Uh, is that like there's a little bit of debris that everyone's able to hold uh-huh. on to to keep them afloat, but nothing where like no door that they could like yeah. get on, you know. But yeah, it is insane. I remember I took a Cold War to present, and that was one of the stories that we like went over and stuff. And one girl was like, "Can we actually stop talking about this? Yeah. Like it, it is traumatizing to think about. Like it's scary. Like, fucked up stuff happens all the time." And it doesn't just happen in movies. No, that's that's one of the reasons why I don't think I'll ever go on a cruise ship. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I'm getting married next year, mm. and we're talking about honeymoon and stuff, and everyone's like, you should do a cruise. And I'm like, I don't know. No, because at least if you take a plane and that crashes, it's like... It's done. When it's I'm, done. Because there's no way I'm going to end up as like the Oceanic Flight 113. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I know like a cruise ship, if that sinks down, it's like... That's You're a just, long, drawn-out death. Yeah. Unless, I like, somehow, like, I don't know, die some other way. Like, sharks. <laughs> that also just sounds awful. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's so scary to think about. I hate the open water. Yeah. Fears of open water do exist. Yeah. Um, um, one fact that I have about that speech that he had. So, the actor who played Quint uh, apparently was notorious for being a drunk. Like, he had to have, like, PAs be with him so he wouldn't get drunk on set. But as soon as him and the PA were left alone, he would get that PA drunk. <laughs> and then someone would have to go in and replace that guy. So, like, he was all constantly getting drunk. And I guess during that scene when he was saying the U.S. Indianapolis uh, speech, in that little white cup that he was drinking, it was actual whiskey in there. So he actually got blackout drunk during that scene. Damn. And and he couldn't remember some of his lines, even though he, like, wrote those lines. <laughs> so the next day, he, like, went up to Steven Spielberg and, like, profusely apologized and asked if he could, like, please redo that. So he did it sober. But in the end, it's, like, they used some of the cut, the, some of the footage from when he was blackout drunk and some of the footage when he was sober. And Damn. you could tell which parts he's actually blackout drunk by, like, how hazy his eyes are. Yeah, like, when he's looking... Like, when the camera's on him, I think mm-hmm. that's when he's drunk. Yeah. And when it cuts off, when you're seeing uh, Brody kind of reacting mm-hmm. and uh, Hooper, um, it's, like, I think that's when they use, like, the other. Because, like, yeah. that is kind of like longer, drawn-out sentences. Yeah. So I guess feel like that would be tough to do drunk. Yeah, it's... Even sober, that's a tough one to remember. That is a long story. Yeah, and it's kind of cool how they were able to do that basically seamless, like that whole scene. 
Because I couldn't tell that that was two different days of shooting. Yeah, no, that was so good. Um, so, other than, like, the main characters, is there anything that, like, you really, like, wanted to hit up on with, like, just, like, Jaws, the movie itself? Um, I know, I, I don't know about you, but every time I watch the movie, I always forget it feels like two movies. Okay. You have the shark movie at the end mm-hmm. where they're out in the water and stuff like that. And then you have like the almost like the like the city side or like the, yeah. the town side of the movie. And I like that we get like a nice like split of it, you know, like mm-hmm. get the nice build up for it and it still puts in a little bit of like the suspense and kills and, you know, humor even. So I I agree with you 100%. Uh, I do like the that whole part of the movie but i think at this point in my life i've seen jaws so many times when we're watching it in movie theaters because now whenever whenever i watch jaws it's usually with friends or like we're all talking or i'm on my phone while jaws is in the background but like this is the first time in a long time that i've seen jaws no phone no distractions just watching it in a movie theater and at some parts i was like oh my god, this drags on. This is usually the part where I go make popcorn, or, like, this is the part where I go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, thinking about it, yeah, I think I also yeah. usually do that. Like, the first time I've seen Jaws, like, it was, like, captivating, you mm-hmm. know? Even sometimes, like, in the middle, I was captivated mm-hmm. by it. But yeah, this is probably the first time I watched Jaws in the last, like, ten times that I wasn't getting drunk, talking over it, yeah. or doing something else. Yeah, uh, and for me, the part that really drags is immediately after the kids get endangered and they, like, save everyone and where they go off on the ship, on the Orca. Okay. Like, that 20, 15-minute segment, I think, to me, drags on when uh, Hooper and um, Brody are kind of, like, at the dinner table and drinking wine and they decided to like cut open the shark and it's just like uh, I know all of this already like I want to get to like the part I like <laughs> actually them so like they get drunk and they do the cutting open of the shark uh-huh. one of my favorite scenes yeah like I, I, I like parts of that movie but like just like the whole sequence I think drags on like I feel like if they re-edited it they could like cut a lot of that part all of those parts out because there's just like a lot of long drawn out scenes yeah where it's there to, like, build characters and for you to, like, like the actors a little bit more. But I could do without them at this point. Like, the part where Brody is at the kitchen table and he's, like, doing stuff with his hands and he puts his hands in his face and his kid's, like, copying him. It's like, that's cute. Okay, move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think if you see Jaws as much as, like, these film nerds have mm-hmm. us, um, <laughs> then I get it. I get the part where you're like, all right, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, but like, it, but like, but on the first time watch, like, it's all pretty good in my opinion. Yeah, it's good. It's just, it's just a personal gripe because I've seen it so many times, so I know what's gonna happen, and I know what's to come next, and I know it's gonna be better than what's happening now. But as a first time viewer, I could see the whole movie being pretty captivating. Still, it's just like things like I've just seen this too many times. Like it happens sometimes even with my favorite movies, Jurassic Park, for instance. Like there's a couple parts in Jurassic Park where. I've seen that movie, like, definitely, like, the triple digits now. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I know what parts, it's like, okay, I'm gonna get up to use the restroom. Or, like, I know, like, what parts, like, if I need to make a phone call, like, I don't have to pause the movie because I know, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really like the... 
I like the three actors on the boat together. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Even when they're, yeah. like, getting bored and they're hating each other, it's still, like, fun. Yeah, it's, like, it's Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, I think. Oh, they're right here. And Roy Schneider. And Roy Schneider, yeah. Uh, yeah, all of them are really good. I don't... I can't really think of them in their, like, individual movies that they've been in. Like, I mostly know them from Jaws. You but, yeah, it's what they're known for and what they'll always be known for. Yeah. But I know they're definitely, like, in a lot of other movies, too. Yeah. Like, um... Like, uh... Oh, I think I kept calling him Hooper. It's Hopper, right? Or That's no? Hooper. I'm blending Stranger Things into my life yeah. again. So, Hooper... I know I've seen him in a ton of movies. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, well, this IMDb thing that's like scrolling. I just saw him in a movie and I was like, I know that movie. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> I was also like, I know that movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I just just like Jaws, man. It's good. Yeah, you know, so you know the, the tension between Hooper and Quint? Uh, apparently on set, they actually really could not stand each other. I could see it. Yeah. If if Quint's gonna be like a drunk, mm-hmm. the other guy might be like, I take my job seriously. And yeah. just to see that, you're like, mm. Yeah, there's like uh interviews with uh the Robert Shaw, the guy who plays Quint, and he's talking about like, man, whenever Richard Dreyfus like starts talking, he just like won't stop. And he's like talking about like how much like he hates him. It's like it, it's just funny how like they got in each other's nerves sometimes. Also apparently like uh Robert Shaw, he did not say very nice things about the locals while they were making the movie. He said it felt like there were a bunch of um, incest. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But he seems like that kind of guy. That he's like, doesn't care. Yeah. Like a Marlon Brando type. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know a lot of his uh, dialogue and the way he talks and stuff mm-hmm. was helped by someone who's in the movie. Mm-hmm. When... When Hooper shows up, the guy that helps him out of the boat. Yeah. That guy is like a legendary seaman or whatever. Oh, really? And he helped them with like a lot of like dialogue and stuff. Okay. Like um, when we first meet Quint, he how he's just like, he's like, this ain't no bluegill and Tommy Guts. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's like an actual thing that that guy would like say and shit oh. or like help them like with a lot of like uh, enunciations and shit. To really like sell this character better. No, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, I I know this movie did have a couple cameos. Um, do you know the reporter on the beach when he's yeah. like down by Amity? That's the author of the book. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've never read the book. No, me either. And I feel like how many times I've seen Jaws, I should probably read it. I know it's different. <laughs> yeah, I I heard it's really different. But uh, Steven Spielberg said that he cannot stand the characters in the book because he thinks they're not worth saving. <laughs> Damn. And, like, uh, since the author was on set, he was that reporter, uh, him and Steven Spielberg fought a lot on, like, rewrites because this script was rewritten a lot of times. Like, uh, that guy wrote the screenplay, Steven Spielberg didn't like it, took it to some other guy, he rewrote it, and even Steven Spielberg himself rewrote some parts that he thought just, like, fit the characters better. And so they clash heads a lot. But now that the movie's released, the author's like, I, I can admit that I was wrong. He did a better job than I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, 
see, like, so I never wrote anything mm-hmm. or, like, made stories and stuff, but that must be a very weird thing to say. Yeah. The guy who <laughs> is making the movie off my book did it better. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's one thing that, for example, Stephen King just does not want to admit that The Shining movie is better than the book. Yeah, I never read the book either. Because yeah. I, I hear it is a hard book to read. Yeah. Because, like, when they actually made a TV movie of The Shining that was faithful to the book, that movie fucking sucked. <laughs> never seen it. Yeah, it's not good. So, and, but Stephen King, I mean, he would still not admit that the Stanley Kubrick's The Shining is good. Yeah. And it happens, you know. Uh, another thing that Steven Spielberg rewrote was Jurassic Park. Like, Jurassic Park, the movie, is way better than the book. The book's good still, but it's just different, you know? Okay, yeah. I don't know. I feel like... I, see, I, I don't know what Jaws the book has versus the movie, but if the characters aren't, like, worth saving, it's tough. Because, like, when you're watching the last half of the movie, if you didn't like any of these characters... It'll then you be wouldn't hard. be you wouldn't be that interested in like what they were doing. Yeah, it it's it's tough, really. Um, I haven't read the book, so I really don't know, like how bad the characters really are. I think it's just like they're annoying. Like he he probably just didn't like how they were written, you know. Okay. Um. Let, let's talk about let, let's like bookend this right. I want to talk about the first kill that we see with Christy. One of the best cold opens. Yeah. It's perfect. Because it's very unsuspecting. If you don't know what this movie's about, and you just start the movie up, it's like, oh, like it's like they're at a bonfire party. Yeah. You could say that this is like a, uh, like almost like an opening to like a romance movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy's looking at her all long, yeah. he's drunk. Yeah, it's like they're... And they're getting naked, running the water. Yeah, because, like, she's like, oh, like, follow me. And they go running to the water, and they're, like, undressing as they run to the water. Because they're going for a swim. A little skinny dip. And she's just out there swimming, and it's, like, the music's not even that scary at this point. It's just, like, it's, it's like, mood building. And then all of a sudden you just, like, see her freaking out, and the guy's passed out on the shore. Yeah. And she's just, like, thrashing and screaming, and you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. And I do like the the camera angles for whenever the shark is around. Mm-hmm. Because at least with Chrissy, you know, okay, it's going for her. Yeah. Later on, when we see the similar shots, mm-hmm. but there's more people in the water, that's the tension of, oh my god. Who is it going for? Who is it going for? Yeah. Yeah, with Chrissy's, it's, Chrissy's death is really intense because she's like, pleading for her life and she's yeah. like yelling and no one's there to hear her <laughs> yeah and then uh so i've had someone actually say they're like so that the shot of where like she kind of gets dragged a little bit mm-hmm. underwater like just like a quick little thing someone said to me they're like wait how is that you know a thing you know like did the shark like nibble on her and pull her down a tiny bit but like she didn't scream or she is it like looks like she's in too much pain more just like what what the fuck was that yeah apparently when sharks do like a weird swim thing they kind of create like a down current or whatever with their tail okay bring shit down and i always thought it was that okay i don't know if you ever if you like ever thought about that too much and i didn't think about it too much until someone brought it up to me no i can't say i have thought about too much 
Yeah, I mean, I just kind of thought maybe like the shark just kind of went a little nibble. I, I did. I, I was watching this video, and I don't know if it's just like they were guessing or if it's in the book, but it said that uh, when the shark bit Chrissy, it like ripped off her leg. Oh. And that's why she's like, like feeling down there, and like she feels like her like her legs not there, and then that's why she like starts freaking out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she doesn't look too panicked until she starts getting like dragged back and forth, yeah, you know. It, there's a part where she's like, Haha, and then like, she puts her hand underneath, and like you're like, what is she like? Is she maybe she's like feeling for like something hit her or something? Yeah, like a coral reef or something. Yeah, but so. yeah, because her death isn't brutal, and then uh, we see her body on sand. Well, we don't see it, but we just see like the after effects. Like the hand. The hand and the crabs crawling all over her. Yeah, which I didn't really know too much about the whole crab thing. Mm-hmm. They're basically just like the the beach vultures. Yeah, like they clean up everything. Yeah, uh, they're you know they're tidying up. Yeah. So, but I love when they officially like cut the no no when they cut the tiger shark open mm-hmm. to find the the second kill. Mm-hmm. And I always say that the tiger shark was a milk drinker because uh, the white liquid that pours out everywhere yeah. is so funny to me. I don't know why. It's a lot of milk. A lot of milk. I don't know. I guess that's just like gut fluid for sharks. Maybe. I don't know if it's actually white. I just think it's funny. Yeah. And then uh, the final kill, which isn't necessarily a human kill, but it's the shark's kill. I really enjoy. I like that whole sequence. Basically, when they get on the boat and they attach the first barrel until the end of the movie, I'm in. I yeah. love that whole oh, yeah, sequence. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm strapped in. Mm-hmm. And I love how, again, because they couldn't have the shark in the water or show it so much, that's where the barrels came in. And that's like your visual aid to be like, that's the shark there. And it makes it seem so ominous with those barrels. And it works so well. And I'm glad that the shark didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like, well, you know, it's like the monster, you know, Mm -hmm. in these movies. You can't show it immediately. Yeah. My one question I've always had since, like, the first time I saw the movie, what does Hooper put on those barrels? What do you mean? Because he's attaching, like, he goes into the cabin, gets, like, a little electric thing, and attaches it to the barrels. Oh, yeah, because when it's uh, nighttime, you see the barrel coming back, it's blinking. But it's secretive to him, because he doesn't tell, um... Quint that he's doing that because um, Quint's like yelling Hooper is like Hooper where are you and Quint's like he like says something like cussing Quint out yeah. he's like I'll fucking show you and he attaches it and he's like there you go but it's never revealed what that is hmm. like is it like for him because he's like part of like a study is it like study the shark Maybe. or is it like I don't, that's like my one thing that's like Unanswerable. I don't know what that is. We never find out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I always thought it was like a tracker, but they don't track it with that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I think they tried the idea of tracking it mm-hmm. on Hooper's boat. Yeah. But they're on Quinn's boat now, so doesn't have all that fancy pants technology. Yeah. So that that's one of the things that I was like always confused by. And then um, I love how Hooper cage thing where Hooper fucking drops everything. He drops a shark tooth. He drops the fucking... Uh, Harpoon with the poison. Mm-hmm. I was like, this man. I know. I was like, he should have died. <laughs> I know, right? 
if it, the most tragic other than Chrissy's is Quince. I know. I I always know what's coming, and I hate it. I hate that he dies. It's it's so mean to have him die, and it's even meaner because it's like when Quint dies, Hooper and Brody at the end of the movie, they're like, "Where's Quint?" And, and Brody just shakes his head. He, but he's still smiling, so it's like, fuck it. Quinn was a fucking douche anyways. Yeah. So it's like, that's fucked and up. Now they don't have to pay him $10,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so fucked up. Oh my god, the real hero is actually the shark. Yeah, the shark. For yeah, like, right? I know he uh, got Amity out of uh, ten grand. It's so funny, because they're just like... Who fucking cares about Quinn, dude? We made it. Me and you, bro. I know. I don't think anyone's even going to come looking for Quint. No. Like, I don't even know if, like, Jared Brody's going to have to, like... Quint seemed like a loner other than, like, that dude that followed him around. Yeah, and I think that might have just been, like, someone he just, like, employs to, like, yeah. boat his boat. But he wasn't on the ship with them, so I was like, okay, it's just yeah. some dude he really likes. I guess. Uh, but then, the kill with the shark and everything leading up to that where it's like he destroys the orca and Quinn is just fighting for his dear life yeah when when Quinn slides right into the shark's mouth basically mm-hmm. well like when he's kicking and trying to get away and stuff like that that is like like I'm scared yeah and then um and then he gets bit and there is that is a long scene of death of dying <laughs> Yeah. And that is where I'm always like, that should have been PG-13 right oh, yeah. there. When he he's, he's spitting yelling, spitting blood up, and the shark got him. But I like the drag of the shark. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's perfect. When the shark bites down, and you hear the crunch, and then Quint stops moving, it's like he severed the spine, and that's it. Quint's done. Yeah. And then uh, Brody remembers the gas tanks. And he's like. Oh yeah, I got cussed out because I dropped one of these. These things will explode. I'm gonna shove this in the shark's mouth. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't, the shark didn't bite into it and just explode on its own. Yeah, well yeah, it's like right here. It's like a cheek mm-hmm. pocket, and you're like, all right. And uh, Brody lands the final shot, and we get um, <laughs> we get a we get a weird shot, in my opinion, of just like. Uh, like a big chunk of the shark going down the water just a ton of the blood just going uh, like just like going up like oh, a fog yeah. and I'm like sick it's yeah. a weird shot only because it's just like <laughs> one big chunk <laughs> it's just fucking viscera and guts everywhere and it's it's awesome I want more movies to end like that like at the end of Jurassic Park they just kill one of the raptors just exploding <laughs> I know I, and like I guess this is a like a cooler explosion because it's not just like gibbed. Yeah. It's like you see like the blood in the water it does like it's like smoky looking mm-hmm. thing. And then um yeah, and I and I like the way this movie ends. Hooper goes back up, reveals that he's alive to the sheriff and they paddle away. And they don't have to do any like exposition afterwards, like no, no like epilogue, I think it's called. Nope, they just paddle into the shark guts. Yep. And they're like, let's go home. Yeah. I, I just think it's funny. It's like, you could they don't go around it. They're like heading right through those guts. Yeah. Where the a seagulls are just eating it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because like most movies that have like this like over, over arcing like adventure, 
usually they they would go back to town and it'd be like the town like praises them for their mm-hmm. efforts and they get the key to the city or whatnot and I don't know I just don't need any of that anymore. No, you know? It's done. I don't, it's I don't sweet. Care. And other than like me watching this so many times, I think the pacing is pretty good actually. I think so too. It's like two hours, two hours four minutes. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Um, anything else you want to hit up? about Jaws before we take a break? No? Alright, so let's take a a quick break and then we'll head back to some trivia. Trivia. Alright, and we're back to some Jaws trivia. Alright, Nick, you have some for me laid on me. Uh, Yeah, so uh, besides the one I talked about before, there was uh, one kill we kind of glossed over a little bit. It's the, uh, when, like, kind of, like, uh, when the kid's mom sets out that, like, $3,000, um, like, reward for killing the shark, mm-hmm. all the fishermen go out, and, uh, later that day, Hooper and Brody come across a, like, a bit of boat and stuff, mm-hmm. and we get a jump scare of the movie. Yes. Of the dead, uh, fishermen, and, uh, I feel like that was a pretty good, uh, <laughs> jump scare. But that was actually reshot in Spielberg's pool. Oh. For like an extra like three grand to remake the scene. Really? Because he felt that the the jump scare wasn't good enough. Oh. Okay. And he tried so many different ways to like make it with the music and the timing and mm-hmm. stuff and with the footage they had. He's like, it's no, it's not gonna work. The jump scare is not gonna be good. So he had to redo that scene to get the jump scare to work the way he wanted it to be. Damn. That's actually pretty impressive. I was like, damn, in a pool? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, you're not a big Star Wars guy, but uh, in one of the movies in Star Wars, George Lucas also has to shoot a scene in his pool. Damn. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I get, I guess, like, like besides that, most of the other trivia, like, I have, like, obviously, it's the first big summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first time, like millions of millions of people went to go see one movie mm. um do, oh, do you know you probably know but like do you know what the shark's name is bruce bruce yeah do you know where else we see a shark named bruce finding nemo baby yeah finding nemo let's go <laughs> that was about one of my favorite facts i learned as a kid it was like bruce it's like the jaws is bruce yeah I know they don't like actually call him that in the movie, Mm-mm. but that's just like his fans. Affection and name. Yeah. yeah. What Spielberg called it. Did you know why he's named Bruce? No. Uh, Steven Spielberg named it after his lawyer. Nice. So, you know, lawyers are sharks. Yeah. <laughs> Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, any more trivia for me or do you want me to go? Uh, you could probably go. I probably know some of them. Okay. But I see you have a list, so. Yeah, well, if you know of any, definitely uh, jump in. So, uh, several decades after the film's release, Lee Furio, who played Miss Kinter, walked into a seafood restaurant and noticed that the menu had an Alex Kittner sandwich. She commented that she had played the mother so many years ago. The owner of the restaurant ran out to meet her, and she and he was none other than Jeffrey Voorhees who had played her son. They had not seen each other since the original movie shoot. What? <laughs> Yo, that's so funny. Oh, that's yeah. such like a... Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's like a really pure fact. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that that is a fucked up name though for a sandwich. The Alex Kittner sandwich. Oh, I wonder shit. what's in it. It's funny. I actually work with a guy. His last name is Kittner, and when I told him I was doing Jaws, he was like, ah, "I was tormented in school." Oh, what's his name? Alex. No, his name was Josh. Ah, uh, Josh Kittner. He was the son that lived. Yeah, the son that lived. <laughs> uh, according to director to director Steven Spielberg. The prop arm looked too fake in the scene where Christie's remains are discovered. So instead, they buried a female crew member in the sand with her arm exposed. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, fuck. Dude, that's funny. Like, Jamie, go in the sand. (laughs) All the girls are pulling straws. Yeah. It's like, shit, damn it. I have to get a bunch of crabs on me. (laughs) When composer John Williams originally played the score for director Steven Spielberg... Spielberg laughed and said, That's funny, John. Really. But what did you really have in mind for the theme of Jaws? Spielberg later stated that without Williams' score, the movie would have only been half as successful. And according to Williams, it jump-started his career. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, I know they didn't like the uh, the music right after no. that. Which is funny because it's so iconic now. It's so iconic. Um, so, according to the writer Carl... Got leap. The line "You're gonna need a bigger boat" was not scripted, but it was ad-libbed by Roy Scheider. Yeah, I remember that one being pretty big. Um, I do. I've always heard so many different like iterations and takes on this, where when a director says like, "Hey, make something up" or whatever, mm-hmm. they're always like, "This is my chance to make a." You're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't think that way, man. Like, yeah. Like that's so iconic. It usually comes uh, just off, like, the brim of your hat, really. Yeah. A thing that I just recently learned, uh, you've seen Saving Private Ryan, right? Yeah. So, you know when uh, Matt Damon, I think it's towards the end of the movie, and he's talking to um, Tom Hanks, and he just goes on, like, this, like, speech about choking about how his brothers, and they were, like, he was, like, having sex with someone, and he basically burned a barn down, or whatever. It's just, like, this, like, three-minute speech that he gives. That was completely ad-libbed. <laughs> and people don't know if that was supposed to make his character come off as, like, a total dickhead. But that's what it came off and It's like, damn, we just risked our lives saving this fucking asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, people do ad-lib a lot. And sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's, eh. Yeah. Uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus could not stand each other. And the two argued all the time, which resulted in some good tension between Hooper and Quince. I already said that one. Oh, here's one. Over 67 million people in the U.S. went to see yeah. this film when it was initially released in 1975, making it the first summer blockbuster. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it's crazy hearing that. As like, before 1975, there wasn't, like, really, like... Like, there was, like, po- like big popular movies, but as far as, like, a summer blockbuster and, yeah. like... From then on, all movies that were supposed to be, like, big movies all aim for summer. Yeah, I would say Jaws definitely got the idea. Can I say, like, a lot of movies that, that you look back on and stuff, like, the time is, like, mm. 70 to, like, 89. Yeah. It's, like, super big for, like, getting shit going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't and remember... Everyone should turn and thank Jaws. Yeah, I can't remember which movie it was as of recently, but there was another movie that released in like April 
And because of that being so successful, that started, like, the new beginning of summer blockbusters. Now movies aim for, like, late spring and stuff. Which is interesting. Um, Originally, Steven Spielberg was not the director of Jaws. The first director, Dick Richards, was fired after a meeting with producers and studio executives. In the meeting, he said that his opening shot would have have the camera come out of the water to show the town, then the whale... (laughs) instead of the shark would come out of the water the producer said that they were not making Moby Dick and they would not work with someone who did not know the difference between a whale and a shark that's funny (laughs) fucking Dick Richards yeah fun name yeah because that means his real name is like Richard is a Richard Richards or Dick Dick yeah Dick Dick (laughs) and I double checked that because I was like that's not real I was like no the original guy didn't thought it was a whale and, like, he kept confusing it on multiple occasions where they're like, yeah, you're not making this movie. Yeah, maybe, like, the first time they're like, okay, maybe I could give it to you on, like, a very weird pass, but... Yeah. Uh, though respected as an actor, Robert Shaw's trouble with alcohol was a frequent source of tension during filming. In later interviews, Roy Scheider described his co-star as a perfect gentleman whenever he was sober. All he needed was one drink, and then he turned into a competitive son of a bitch. According to... Carl Gottlieb's book, The Jaws Log, Shaw was having a drink between takes, at which one point he announced, I wish I could quit drinking, much to the surprise and horror of the crew. Richard Dreyfuss simply grabbed Shaw's glass and tossed it into the ocean. When it came time to shoot the infamous USS Indianapolis scene, Shaw attempted to do the monologue while intoxicated as it called for the men to be drinking late at night. Nothing in the take could be used. A remorseful Shaw called Steven Spielberg late at night and asked if he could have another try. The next day of shooting, Shaw's electrifying performance was done in one take. Sheesh. We watched a movie, um, Animal House, right? That was also one of the ones with uh, one of the actors. Like, they had to put him in a separate hotel because everyone was drinking. He oh, was uh, John Belushi. Oh, John Belushi, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was so bad with, uh, like, drinking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I believe majority of the cast for Animal House had to, like, actually, like, remove him from yeah. the alcohol. Like, it, was, it, it, like, would have gotten bad, I guess. That's so crazy when, like, actors just cannot control themselves on that. Like, on set, too. Yeah, I think it's the um, popularity... And like money aspect, mm-hmm. you, when you're popular, you go to parties, you drink a lot. When you get money, you know, like mm. fun has been ruined for you. So you drink a lot. That sucks. Uh, Roy Scheider stated in an interview that in the scene where Lee Furio, Miss Kettner, smacks him in the face, she was actually hitting him. Apparently, the actress could not fake a slap, and so the 17 takes were some of the most painful of his acting career. Also, Lee Fiero stated in several interviews that in one of the takes, when she slapped Roy Scheider, his glasses fell off. Dang. I would be so mad yeah. <laughs> if, like, this actress could not fake a slap and I have to get slapped 17 times. And she hits him so hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, t- did you know where Amity uh, is actually shot on? Um... Fuck. Oh my god. I feel like I would... I think I kn- knew it at one point. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Is it off the Gulf? Yeah, it's on the Northeast. Damn. 
So it's not. Is it shot in like New? No, it's not shot in Long Island. No, not on those mm-hmm. beaches. Maryland. Mm-mm. Where? Massachusetts. Oh, okay. That, okay, that makes sense. It's uh, Martha's Vineyard. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel so dumb. It was used as Amity Islands primarily because even 12 miles out to sea, the sandy bottom was only 30 feet down, allowing the mechanical shark to function. Residents were paid $64 to scream and run across the beach as extras. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot for extras. Yeah, and I think Martha's Vineyard they really enjoyed because when they took the boat out to sea... There's a point where, um, depending on where you shoot, it you can't see any land or anything. So it looks like you're actually in open waters, oh. even though they're not that far from the ocean. The only problem is there's a lot of boats in Martha's, uh, Martha's Vineyard. So whenever there was a boat in like the shot, they had to wait until the boat passed. Because it would take too long to like re-anchor everything and move around and position it somewhere else. So sometimes it would be like an hour, hour and a half. To wait until the boat left the horizon. Dang, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, An accident during filming caused the orca to begin sinking for real. Director Steven Spielberg began screaming over a bullhorn for the nearby safety boats to rescue the actors. John R. Carter, already up to his knees in water on the sinking orca, held his Nagra, his tape recorder, up over his head and screamed, Fuck the actors, save the sound department. During the accident, the film camera was submerged, so its film still submerged in seawater was assumed to be ruined. However, once it was realized that developing solution is saline, the film was flown to New York Film Lab, and technicians didn't lose any of it. The accident is described starting at an hour and 30 minutes in the making of Jaws on the 30th anniversary edition DVD. I want to... I think I've seen that. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I know we talked about, like, uh, the whole Toy Story debacle. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, losing this footage, like, and stuff like that, it, it's funny, because, like, recently I had a, I had a thing at work, and, uh, I'm, I'm able to talk about it, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, so I write, like, code and, like, backend and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, we were doing something in, like, a, like, test area. And it was working. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got like an update and stuff like that, and we like lost the original file, which made our entire uh, scheduling app like oh. not work. Oh no! To the point where it was like we were gonna have to rewrite the entire app, and someone was like, "Wait a minute, I have it on my phone by accident because they like on like Androids you get like app developer and you can put stuff uh-huh. on it." And he had all the code, and we're like. Oh, thank oh, God. You had your Toy Story 2 moment. I had my Toy Story 2 moment. Yeah, it, when I learned that fact about Jaws, uh, and how they got so lucky because of the certain film they were using, like, they were able to just save it, and I don't think it had any problems with the footage either. That's like, nuts. It was all saved because they, they acted so fast. Yeah. I know, now, like, doing stuff where you want to have, like, copies and make sure stuff works and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like, can't imagine, like, the one and only thing you're holding on to. Yeah. <laughs> you're like dying you're drowning you're like save the sound department so that was all the trivia I had um let's move on to our final thoughts Nick alright you go first alright Jaws sucks no <laughs> no I love Jaws I think if you're listening this far in you already know that mm-hmm. I recommend watching it if you've already seen it once maybe watch it again mm-hmm. uh watch some of the making or the behind the scenes stuff it's really fun and I just like the I don't know just everything 
that Jaws has done for films, for the film nerds, for the fans. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, and I and I hope that in a couple of years or so, there's another like Jaws like movie. Yeah. Not like shark movie, but another movie that has like the same kind of like would I don't you, know. Je ne sais quoi. Would you like a remake on Jaws? No. No. I would boycott that fucking movie. <laughs> what if it was Steven Spielberg that remade it? That'd be wild. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's good. It's really it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Because there's a couple of things like it like after watching so many times, there's so many things that you're like, I would remove this and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like first time, third time viewing, it's really good. And I feel like they should just leave it. Yeah. Don't touch it. Leave it. Um, I give it a 10 out of 10. Don't remake it. Please, God, don't remake it. Um, <laughs> never even thought about that movie getting remade. Like like Jurassic yeah. Park, E.T., Jaws. Those three, that mm-hmm. you, you can't. Don't remake them. Okay. Off Spielberg joints. Yeah. Um, for me, I've seen this movie a lot as well. Probably not as much as you have. Uh, and Jaws is one of those things that's like, it's grown with me. And like I said, I love monster movies so much. And Jaws was definitely one of the first monster movies I've ever seen other than like Jurassic Park, which is basically a monster movie. It's fun that you said like you that like you view it as like a monster movie. Because mm-hmm. I don't until you said that. I'm like, oh, but I get it though. Yeah. Because it's like, it is just like a like a force of nature but it's it's almost like a uh, it's like a predator hunting someone down like a killer yeah and that's what like the shark feels like it feels like a like a like a Jason or something yeah it's, uh, yeah the silent horror movie killer <laughs> mm-hmm yeah I, I because of that I love this movie uh, I might have watched this too many times and I've just been picking up more and more things every single time now. That I'm like, oh, I could do without that. I could do without this. But as a movie as a whole, as how it stands, it's still a really good movie. Like you said, it's not perfect in any way. But it's one of the better movies that I've seen. And it's like, it just, it's way better than any modern movies that have really come out in like the last like five years or anything. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. I know. Um, like going to the movies and stuff like that. We, I think we should have in our episode where we just talk generally about movies. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like, it's on occasion where I'm, like, that movie sticks with me for a while. Mm-hmm. And, like, recently, like, only one has really done that. And, like, and I'm, like, damn it. Yeah. Know? And the fact that this movie from the 70, from 75 still holds up so well, as talked about so much, it's, like, I hope there's a movie from, like, 2023 that comes mm-hmm. out that's going to be talked about like that. I know. And it's just, like, it, those movies are just shot differently. I think it's just, like, the film look, you know? Yeah. Like, movies just, like, better on film. They, they really do. It's just so, like, not cost-effective now. Yeah. But, yeah, I would I would give Jaws, like, a 9.2 out of 10. Ooh. I don't, don't want to give it a perfect 10, because uh, I would be lying to myself if I didn't say I got bored a couple of times during last screening. But that's just on me because, like I said, I've seen it, and it was we also saw this pretty early on in the day. Yeah, like right before noon. Yeah, so I was like a little tired, and I was like, "Oh, I already know all of this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd say like I only give a couple of things like tens, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, like but like no movie's perfect. Exactly. But they're just like the tens because I know I could just rewatch them. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and so that was Jaws. 
Uh, for next week, I don't have the wheel on me, but I did randomize uh, a choice earlier. And what we're watching next week is Shin Godzilla. Ooh. So that one's been on the wheel since the pretty, beginning. Yeah, since pretty early on. Same with uh, Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's cool that we're finally getting a chance to watch that. Uh, you don't have to have any Godzilla knowledge to enjoy this movie. Yeah. So that's good. It's basically a remake. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's cool. It's going to follow up this monster movie. And I would say Shin Godzilla is on par with Jaws. Ooh. As far as, like, it has similar vibes, like the mayor and then, like, the government in Japan. Okay. <laughs> and well. the monster is just, like, this force of nature who is not really evil, per se, but it's just, like, stuff's happening. And it's, like, it's refreshing because we haven't seen a bad Godzilla in a while. He's just, like, good. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be a nice change of pace for a little bit. Yeah. Um, when did Shin Godzilla come out? Do you know? Like, time area? Uh, if I had to take a guess off the top of my head, I would say it was 2019. 2019? Oh. Uh, it was 2016. Okay. So, pretty recent. Yeah, not bad. All right. Yeah, last, last 10 years. So, yeah, we will watch that next week, and we have the choice of sub or dub. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So uh, if you like what you heard, please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcast. And until next time, I said this last week, but please stay out of the water. <laughs> See ya. Peace out.